0: Welcome to the Reliance Community Podcast. Worship with us on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock or 1045 AM. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. How many me love you some Jesus today? Eight o'clock, woo, amen. Come on up here, Carl. Uh, Carl has a quick, uh, uh, no, not a quick, Carl has a word um, that he wants to share today with us. It's uh, something that we kind of started last week uh, with reconciliation. Something began to burn in his heart, and so I was like, man, you need to come and share it today, so I'm just going to turn it over to Carl Davis. Here you go, brother. Can we welcome him? You want me to yeah. use this or this? Oh, yeah, you yeah. got that. Can yeah, All right? All right, yeah, Aaron, I can take a hint. Quick real quick all right yeah I heard I heard you man yeah I was uh just last week um during worship uh there's you know something just burning in my heart and I was like well I don't know if it's a breakfast burritos and I thought well no it felt deeper it felt more significant um but actually I left the the sanctuary the room here right after worship just to go write some things down which usually I don't do um you know, I don't know how you are when the Lord is stirring your heart, but a lot of times he stirs my heart, and I'm like, oh, man. And then I just go do something else. And then later, people are like, hey, what's God talking to you about? I'm like, I don't remember, but it felt big. You know, that's kind of like my life. And so this time, I left the room. I'm like, I'm going to write these down. And so I went outside and um, just hunting for paper and pen, and I don't remember where I took it from, so sorry, Aaron. Or I, got, I found it somewhere. And I just started writing down some things about reconciliation. And I came back in and sat down and told my wife, and I'm like, yeah, you know, kind of got out of my system. And and then Aaron gets up and starts talking about reconciliation, and I just really felt clear. The Lord's going, I'm really, he's really emphasizing this thought to us right now about reconciliation. I mean, I know culturally that makes sense when we look at what's going on culturally, and uh in our nation right now and go well yeah there's this big issue of racial reconciliation etc but really what i felt the lord was trying to get me to see and really wants us to see is that he really is the only means of reconciliation that any other thing we do or place we end up that we feel reconciled and it's not him it's false it's temporary it's sand it's shaky it won't last he, he's the only one. And if he's not the only one, he's only one of a group of gods. He's either God who is the way and the truth. I know this is intense, but he's, you know, he's either it or he's not. And so if he's not it, all his claims aren't really valid, so he can't really be valid. So he's got to be who he said he was if we're going to follow him. And he said he's the way, and he's the truth, and he's the life. And this song that, that we sang, and I just need to, this is my disclaimer, um, I'm not very focused in general, so this is scattered, and that's just, I, I you know, I, I wrestle with preparing for these kind of moments, because I see guys get up and preach, and they seem so linear and thought through, and like, they even have stuff on the screen already, like, because they, I go, just proof they figured out something before they stood here, and... I'm like, I just like, Lord, that is not me. Like, the more I try, the more my head's like remembering cartoons from when I was 10. You know, it's just, um, so I, I really have settled into a little more of leading this like I lead worship, where I just go, Lord, I'm just going to follow your leading, and I, I have a sense of where we're going. And it's, it is about reconciliation. So if this seems random and not exactly polished, um, you're right. It's um, just that. Um, so anyway, this, just this thought of, you know, Ryan was um, sharing this song, the team, um, I've decided to follow Jesus. And as I hear those words, uh, I feel like just this simplification comes over everything we're, we're in need of and everything we're doing. The Lord has really this one concern that each individual person in Wichita, in Kansas, in America, on the globe, he's asking them, what's your decision? Me or not? That's really it. I mean, everything we get worked up about or care about or get passionate about or spend time on, spend money on, spend effort on, give our heart to, there's really only one thing that matters, and it's him. And I know that sounds so Sunday school simple. I mean, we had, I remember um, I youth pastored and did worship stuff like full time for like 20 years. That's where I met Ryan and, and Aaron and these guys um, and um, have since gone through extensive therapy and I'm getting better. <laughs> Um, but, you know, um, I see, now I don't remember what I was going to say. Uh, this, oh, well, we had this kid in our youth group that, you know, when you're speaking, you ask rhetorical questions, and sometimes you actually want, you know, some feedback, and he would always just give this cheesy look, get this cheesy look and go, Jesus. Like, whatever you would ask, he'd just say, I know it's Jesus. And I'm like, you know, it really is. It really is him. Um, have you decided? what's your decision you know if you're 10 if you're 15 16 17 18 nothing else really matters other than this single thing it's him are you his fully or not and we live in a culture that wants to include him instead of surrender to him we want our self agenda that Jesus can serve to come forth and he's going you need to die to yourself. I mean, he's so blunt, but somehow we, we've lost it in our American church culture. Of He walks in, he's like, deny yourself, take up your cross, follow me, if you want to be my disciple. So there's that question, what's our decision? And as a nation, this need for reconciliation is just, um, it's just a fruit on the tree of self. Where even in the name of Jesus... We can, we can do Jesus' stuff for ourselves. I mean, he feels good, doesn't he? Doesn't he bless us? In his presence is full. I mean, that's so true. I mean, it's abundantly, extravagantly forever true. We're going to have a million years from now, we're going to be, be looking at each other going, oh my word, I just, you know, I'm still amazed. There's not much stuff that may, amazes us for very long. Um, at least I don't feel that way. You know, we're Americans, we, we, we like new things for a good five minutes, and then we're looking for another new thing, you know, I just, I don't do a lot of Facebook stuff, um, but you know, you see, it just, just scroll, 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 just looking for that little, oh, got, got a little butt, you know, I don't know, what it, I don't know what it is, I'm guessing, um, you know, um, I used to play arcade games, I was born, like, a long time ago, and, uh, you know, playing video games, and just like, this, we just get numb with stuff, and like, looking for like a little thing, and the Lord, Is deep and eternal and he's saying I I, I'm gonna amaze you forever but we don't come to him going oh I want something good forever there's there's a deeper thing that happens when we just go I want to trade my desires for my that concern me in in for caring about your glory and I want to make my one desire that you get all the glory you get all the praise. because, But that only we can only do that when we see him. If we, if we don't see him, he's just a, another option, another thing that can bless us and make our lives nicer. But when we see who he is and what he's done, then self doesn't really stand a chance. It really doesn't. And so this, this theme of, rec, there, these are the words I wrote down and, uh, that try and help me focus, which for me, that's a big deal. So I, I wrote words down. And uh, that meant I stopped for a minute. Um, these, these five phrases, uh, well, words. Reconciliation, refinement, prophecy, house of prayer, and harvest. I feel like these are things God's emphasizing right now in this season. And the, and the thought of reconciliation, I'm going to read um, 2 Corinthians 5 and uh, verse 16. Um, I did bring my reading glasses because I do need them. Yeah, I heard, you, I heard you giggling, Aaron. That's great. Your day's coming, buddy. Your day is coming. Um, therefore, from now, this is, these are co- a couple key phrases here. Uh, that, well, it's, all, it's scripture, so it's all key. Um, but for this morning, therefore, from now on, we recognize no one according to the flesh. We recognize no one according to the flesh. That's what's behind all this. We see each other with human eyes. And it, it goes deeper than I just need to know you as a person. I am only going to be any good to you if I can see you like Jesus sees you. What do he say the greatest commandment was? Love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Everything we are. I mean, everything, every fiber of my greatest commandment, I mean, he's given to loving him. He said, and this, this always blows me away. He goes, and the second greatest commandment, I mean, he's asked what's the greatest commandment. And he, his, we just need to understand how profound it is how he responds he doesn't just go oh it's this one okay next question he's not just fielding interview questions he's he's imparting revelation that's eternally significant he's like this is it number one love me with all you are number two and number two even though you didn't ask is like it it's not just number two it's like it love your neighbor as yourself I pray this often. Go, Lord, I've got to look in the mirror and see myself like you do so I can turn around and love somebody like you want me to. And that just sounds so odd to me. Go, love your neighbor as yourself. What's that mean? I go, well, I know it has to, you know, the answer is Jesus. It tracks back to him. He's going, You need to see how I see you. We need to no longer recognize anyone according to the flesh. We need his heart. See, that's where reconciliation is to bring to like these, these differences to be resolved so there's unity. And the, the only place of unity, it's not political, um, it's not racial, it's in Christ. He made us. All of us. And so when we're in him, surrendered to him, we have unity. Outside of that, we have the, whatever thing we can come up with and do we just look around and go, well, that's our global history, stuff that man's come up with and then there's what Christ offers and that's where we're at in this season. So the word reconciliation, um, seeing according to his eyes and then we go on, he says, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creature, such good news. That's the only way to become new is in him. In Jesus. Now, all these things are from God. Verse 18, um, 2 Corinthians 5. All these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. And He. this is a phrase He gave us. He gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Who's us? It's us. Yeah. His disciples, his followers. It's on us. And this, I don't know how that. This stuff hits me, and then I go to say it, and it seems kind of like, I don't know, elementary and not, you know, just like, well, of course. But, like, it's the answer for reconciliation on the planet. It's not President Trump. It's not a law. It's nothing that's getting all the media time. It's Jesus Christ. Reconciliation came through him, and he gave us that job. it's on us now let me just back up or let me say right here alongside this it's not by our might and strength that that we do it it's not man we need to hunker down have some meetings and get really intense and write a bunch of fancy things out they need to rhyme they need to start with the right you know all start with the same letter because that's how we do things at church you know um and then we're going to go do it with with everything we got and make it happen that's American church. Like, let's go bootstrap this thing in. You know, let's. That means that's like an old thing. Sorry. Um, we're gonna go. You know, we're gonna go do this. Get her done. No, we're not. It's a Holy Spirit work. How do how do you go after that? What do we do in response to that? It's Him. Well, let me um let me go over. Let me add right in, in uh, Ezekiel thirty seven. If you have your Bibles, you want to turn there. it Would be great going to turn there myself um, let me see what time it is here because you know we need to be quick right Aaron saying. um as long as I want wow if my wife is here she would have just fainted um I can't remember what year it was uh we were doing a youth camp um I think I might have, I may have shared this here before but um I think it was around 2005 and uh it was, we, we did two camps every summer. We would do a, um, a senior high camp. We always did senior high camp first because they all had all this stuff they had to get off and get to, sports and jobs and whatever. And we did junior high camp later because, you know, they're junior hires. What are they going to do? They're just going to come to camp and go back home. So anyway, day one of senior high camp, um, sitting there in the dining hall, spent some time in the Word, and I just happened to be reading Ezekiel 37. Um, so let me read uh, this a few verses here, where he goes through, you know, it's the valley of dry bones. Um, Again, this is 2005, and um, personally, uh, I'm amazed, or it stands out to me at least, I'm not necessarily amazed, but it just catches my attention again and again how many songs right now deal with dry bones coming to life, dry bones come to life, come alive, come alive. And anyways, this verse 10, where Ezekiel goes through, he sees this valley of dry bones, and he's like, you know... um, he says to me, prophesy over these bones and, and say to them, O oh, dry bones, hear what? Verse four, Ezekiel 37, hear the word of the Lord. The answer for dry bones is the word of the Lord. And he goes on, I, um, I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but down in verse nine, he said to me, prophesy to the breath. He, he prophesies these things. And so these, this, all, the, you know, all the dry bones, they, they, they come up, they stand up, they come together. And like, so they're, they're kind of there. They're like physically there. And that's a good point for the American church. It's physically there. There it is, but it's not enough. It's not enough to just be physically here. He says to me, prophesy to the breath, the spirit. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they come to life. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they came to life, and stood on their feet an exceedingly great army. I was sitting in the dining hall at youth camp, and I read that verse 10. And they came to life, and there stood before me an exceedingly great army. And the Lord said to me uh, strongly, um, one of the strongest things I've heard him say. So clear. Like, sometimes you hear God, and you're kind of like, yep, that was the Lord. Sometimes you're like, oh, my word, there's no way you'll ever shake me from this. The Lord just said this to me. And this is one of those moments. He said, Carl, I'm raising an army. And I just went, oh, my word, like, wow, that just, like, broke in, I, you know, it's so funny, I'm reading God's word, and he surprised me by speaking, wow, um, it's funny how my life is, but, so he says this, I'm raising an army, and so I'm going, oh, my word, this camp is going to be the big one, you know, you think, like, this is finally going to matter, all the pain and suffering of youth ministry is going to bear fruit, <laughs> sorry, um, yeah, I've overcome most of those things. Um. So I'm thinking, this is going to be the best camp we've ever had. Like, the, the Lord's going to move in power, and we're just going to see him do a great, a great work. And I won't go into detail. I could, but I won't. Um, it was probably the worst camp we ever had. The next five days was horribly painful, trying. Um, you know, I'm in charge, so all the discipline issues come to me. Like, hey, this little camper did this, and this little camper did that. And, and, and you, every once in a while, you have a couple kids who are, you know, you have to give some extra time to, and uh, this was just like a lineup. Like, I'm standing there, like, dealing with something, with, like a counselor's, like, dragging, it's like, it's like, it's so cool, it's like these college kids are having to parent or whatever, and they're, like, dragging these kids in, they're like, he did this, like, make him, you know, make him sorry, and, and so I'm talking this, like, what happened, explain it, blah, 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 and then another camp, you know, another counselor lines up behind him, like, I'm next, you know, and I'm just like, this is horrible, like, during the work my wife, um, we get this, And not fun at all. At the end of camp, my wife, um, we get home, and she's just like, Carl, I don't want to go back. And she was so, she was dead serious. She's like, junior high camp is coming. She's like, I don't want to go back. Do I have to go back? And I'm like, I got to go back. You got to go back. You know, we're in this together, you know, till death do us part. And, And I was just like, we're going back. And so we go back to junior high camp. And I'll be honest, um... I didn't have that, any expectation anymore. I, you know, I remember at the end of senior high camp, I'm sitting there going, Lord, what happened? And he's just like, hey, bones are pretty dry, aren't they? And I'm like, I'm, in, I'm almost in tears, you know. I'm like, yeah, they are. This is like not what I expected. And, you know, it's like you spoke, so like in five minutes, we ought to see it all come through, right? Because, um, you know, that's how we operate. Anyway, so junior high camp comes along, and I'm just kind of like, still dazed and confused from senior high camp. And um, one of my friends is speaking, and he pulls me aside, and he's like, hey, Carl, I gotta talk to you. I'm like, okay. He's like the camp speaker. And before he starts, he's like, you know, um, how would you feel if we just invited kids to come up and pray to ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit? See, we didn't do that in our denomination. It wasn't our tendency. Like, we love the Holy Spirit. We had great doctrine about the Holy Spirit, but we were not real comfortable with a lot of things involving the holy spirit you know we like his we like most of his gifts we like him to do certain things but the all in like just fill me through spirit and have your way um wasn't quite our comfort zone and so i'm like dude i was kind of you know i think god kind of got me on the ropes with senior high camp i'm like i don't care anymore just yeah let's do this let's just say come up and just pray to be filled with spirit you know and so we did and so all these junior high kids start getting visions from the Lord and they're like, God's speaking to me and people are repenting. It's like, oh, that's the spirit of God moving among us. And, you know, this thing of the, uh, the army God is raising filled with his spirit, it is not by minor or power but by his spirit. And so our way forward, our way to see reconciliation come is by his spirit. It's a work of his spirit that we could see each other with all of our problems, still with love. You know, while we're yet sinners, he looks at us in love and and he dies for us. And without going into it, I feel like in our nation there's an effort to like, everybody say the right thing and do the right thing and then we'll get along. That's really probably not gonna happen. Because that means we don't need grace, we don't need forgiveness, we don't need patience, we don't need certain fruits of the Spirit. He wants to fill us with his spirit so we can live outside of ourselves, live his life instead of our own lives, and walk in his love instead of human love. You know, and that's I probably want, on a side note, one of my concerns, I feel like there's this big pendulum swing knee-jerk reaction of into human-based compassion, human-based reconciliation, um, soul-based love. It's like we're looking to ourselves to do each other right. Which means we're God, and we don't need Him. Or we look to Him and go, "Lord, we're a mess, and it's only by Your hand." And the church is on call to answer the questions and the problems that we're looking at right now. So we're we're here. We're here to say yes to that. Um, so reconciliation, and He calls us into this thing of uh, seeing an army rise up. And um, you know, the another one of the uh, the passages I won't go to, it, but Luke nineteen it's mentioned different times in scripture where the Lord says, my house will be a house of prayer for what? For the nations. It's like my house is to be a house of prayer. What's supposed to be normal about us is prayer. Like when people hang around whatever is called church, they ought to go, that's like a house of prayer. I mean, that just that should be what they see. Not a house of activity. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things we do that are good and healthy. I'm not, get, I'm not bagging like everything but prayer. I'm just saying our normal culture and way of life. Prayer is just like simply a statement of help. Prayer is, the act of prayer is the admission of need. I pray because I can't and you can't. We need, so we pray. And it just, it's an act of humility. Um, How much we pray is probably a little bit connected to how aware we are that we are really completely bankrupt and desperate except for God. We know um, I'm a guy, we usually try with all we got until we just flat out fail instead of like starting out. You know, it's like the whole ask for directions thing. It's like, I'm lost, I have no idea what to do, but I'm gonna just try till I almost die and then I'll ask for help. And God's going, hey, why don't you just kind of short circuit the process and ask for help. Um, It's like three months ago, right at the beginning of the the COVID thing, um, which I don't know how you spent most of your, I didn't have much sequesterment, um, my job was considered essential, um, so I felt so validated for like a couple months, and anyway, I did construction, I do construction stuff, and so I didn't get a lot of break during COVID, but um, over this season, there's been all this, you know, time, and people are talking about seeking the Lord, I'm like, God set aside, he, he like, I'm not saying God sent it, I don't believe that, I'm just going, he, he's too good to waste any minute of our lives, or any second of our lives, So he's going, hey, guess what? I'm calling you to sabbatical. Seek my face. You need me so bad. You have no idea. We need him. We need him. We need him. So this thing of of seeking him and crying out to him in the house of prayer is really where we're headed. And so this um this other well, I'm gonna go here. A- Acts one eight. Let me talk about the the spirit for a minute. Where uh, let me read it here. I'm gonna have to turn to it. Didn't have it marked. Um, you guys know this, I'm sure. Um, Acts 1 8. Why do we receive power? It says, It's not for you to know times or epochs which the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And for what? You shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, even to the remotest parts of the earth. The power um, isn't to get things, it's to be his witness. Like, what's the end game? We're a witness of Christ. He wants to speak through us. And so the harvest, I believe there's a harvest coming, but he's trying to get us refined. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of cut things short here. Um, if Ryan and whoever you're bringing up wanna kind of like head this way, we're gonna spend some time in prayer through a song, um, this rest on us song. Um, you know, uh, this morning in my heart, the Lord just kind of hit me really, really strong. Early this morning, actually, with the word of refinement, and um, I really believe America, in general, is is getting a ref- getting a refinement right now. That we're getting a refinement, and stuff that's us is getting exposed and and burned off. But it, it's not just to get cleaned up and and be you know something we can be more proud of on our own it's really to get in line with the spirit and i felt like this morning the lord was just saying the point of refinement isn't just to kind of get through it and like oh you survived it like here's like you know i survived refinement t-shirt or something um it's to be refined to come out different he wants us to come out of this different and so we got to get on our face before him and go god just make me different I mean, I'm not saying we're not born again. I'm saying we're, you know, it's, it's about what's going on in our lives, what flows, what fills me and what flows through, through me. What has my heart? What has my devotion? What can manipulate me? Do I have strings on me or not? And he's like, I want you to have nothing but me, and I just want nothing but you. He wants our hearts. The refinement isn't to make me smarter, uh, more skilled at something, to make me work harder. He wants my heart. He wants our hearts and he doesn't want anything else to have one sliver of a claim to our hearts. And so, to, to, this is where I was going earlier. I forgot about it. Um, you know, uh, at the beginning of COVID stuff, the Lord hit me with just this phrase, the two words, just ask. I mean, I, I was going through some stuff and I just felt tense and just like things seemed hard, and the Lord's like, hey, hey, hey. Quit trying. Just ask just ask and so okay Lord here we are we're just gonna ask refine us in every way we need to be refined Lord make us look like you have our hearts fill us with your spirit we're just asking we're not gonna try our way into what you want we're going to simply ask and trust and wait on you and praise you in the process that's part of what God's doing is like hey actually as you stand there praising me and adoring me I'm gonna do stuff in you you can't imagine it won't be because you figured something out and read a book. I'm just gonna do it because I love you. And you asked, because you're my kids. I love you, just ask. And so we're gonna pray this prayer song and just ask him to have his way with us individually and with, with Wichita, this whole region, with Kansas, with the nations, with our nation, and with all the nations. He gets them all and I want to say this last thing. I really believe the moment we're in in our nation is a all-out spiritual war over the prophetic destiny of our nation. As a nation, we can make a corporate statement. We we vote and we say things, we do. And what do we say, America? And I believe with all my heart God's like, I, you know, there's just you could I mean you could talk for hours on this in with, there are, there's so much broken stuff in our history. There's no argument there. But it's not all broken stuff. There is, our history is full of stories of how God has moved in power and done gracious things that are stunning. And it wasn't for us, it wasn't so we could have the biggest houses on average of anybody on the planet. He did it for himself. He had a nation that wanted him to get it all and for the globe to give him his all. Let me read this to you. Um, Sorry, with my glasses. Aaron, is this quick enough for you, by the way? Is this great? Good. Let me read this. This is history. The charter that was given to the first English colony, the first, that's a big deal, the first English colony in North America was for this, quote, for the propagating of the Christian religion when the first English colonists landed at what is now Virginia Beach they planted a cross in the sand and they prayed this prayer we do hereby dedicate this land and ourselves to reach the people within these shores with the gospel of Jesus Christ to raise up godly generations after us and with these generations take the kingdom of God to all the earth may this covenant of dedication remain to all generations as long as this earth remains and may this land Along with England, be evangelists to the world. It wasn't for us. The people that started this nation were going after the liberty of Jesus Christ being established and released. There's a lot of mess. I'm not saying there isn't. Well I'm saying and this isn't about Americanism. This is about a nation going, What's your choice? What do you say? our way it's him and it's for him it's not just it's not for us so lord as we sing these words god we, we sing pray these words over ourselves and over our nation and god we know there's so much false manipulative deceptive narrative right now in our nation And lord you laugh at the enemy lord we know this um, there's no way to humanly fix it or any need we know it's you lord And we pray, Holy Spirit, you would fill us, refine us, consume us, and saturate us with yourself. That every son and daughter, every man, woman, and child in this nation that knows you would prophesy your life. It's the only way. You're the healer, you're the fixer, you're the reconciler, and you've given us the job of, of leading the way, of crying it out, of calling for it. Lord, we take hold of it. Father, we pray you plant it in our hearts. Lord, um, that tomorrow morning in every office where there's a Christian, they would be looking around. We we would look around at the lost and think reconciliation to you. Not with each other, but to you. We'll have it with each other if we have it with you. Lord, refine us to church. Refine us, God. We just get on the altar and say, Lord, burn up everything that's not you. Fill us in every way with you. Thanks for listening today. If you want to find out how to get involved, go to reliancecommunity.org.